0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Stronger at Home podcast. This is the official launch, episode one of Stronger at Home. If some of you may recall that we had a podcast a while back by Kendra, my wife and myself that we called the Pretend Podcast. And it was our first attempt at sharing some of our thoughts around Clifton strengths and how it's affecting our lives, our marriage, our family. And so we decided that we were gonna launch this officially Call it Stronger at Home and dig into strengths. So my name is Ben Duick, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Kendra Duick. Kendra, welcome to Stronger at Home. Thank you. It's good to have you as part of this. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. I'm curious how our conversation will go and how many episodes we do, but I think that this is an interesting topic. Why do you think this is an interesting title for our podcast? Like what comes to mind for you when you think of Stronger at Home?
1: well i think the stronger stronger part is because of clifton strengths it's a good good nod to the fact that you are a clifton strengths coach but the other podcast you have is mostly just about leadership in a business sense and i think that this has affected our family as a whole to start thinking about clifton strengths more and what that means for us as individuals and as a family growing and developing at home so yeah
0: Yes, and like Kendra said, there is another podcast called The 10-Minute Leader that I've been doing, and I've been able to get a lot of really interesting guests on there to share their thoughts on leadership, but not very much about home and family stuff, so this is going to be a lot of fun. So the format for today, for those of you listening, Kendra and I are going to talk a little bit about Clifton Strengths, but we're going to go through an exercise that is called The Best of Us, and this is a wonderful exercise that I use with some of my clients that I work with, but it's questions that you can ask whether you've taken Clifton Strengths or not, the questions can be pretty powerful in understanding your family, understanding each other, understanding relationships that you have. Of course, with Clifton Strengths, it adds another layer, and we're going to be answering it and talking about it in light of Clifton Strengths. But you could use it when with whoever. So, Kendra, maybe uh, to start with, what was your? I know we talked about this in our first Pretend podcast a little bit, but for a brief introduction, what was your overall kind of initial reaction when you took CliftonStrengths? Strengths?
1: It was a very weird experience for me. Positive, but weird. Because that was the very first time I'd taken any kind of personality test or any kind of what do you call clifton strengths it's not a personality test it's not
0: really a personality test i mean that's probably the closest thing that people would relate it to i usually refer to it more as like a talent assessment or a performance tool because it helps people perform better and understand themselves better in order to be more effective but it really does have a lot of crossovers to personality tests it's just based on a different foundation that we don't need to get into today, but there's just, most people think of DISC or Myers-Briggs and those kind of personality tests. Those are different background to them than CliftonStrengths.
1: So I'd never done anything like that before. And so to take a test and then read the description of myself was a weird experience because it just felt like somebody knew me and recognized things about me that I'd never read about before or been told those were my strengths. And it was a really fun experience because when I read through the descriptions of my strengths, most of them were things that I thought everyone did and I didn't think it was anything special or necessarily even helpful it was just it was just the way I did stuff and it was eye opening to read about the ways in which who I am could be helpful and impactful to people around me
0: and the tool is set up it has 34 possible themes and everyone technically everyone has all 34 but it's just a matter of how much of each and usually we talk a lot in the workshops that I do around just the top five themes and so Kendra's top five themes empathy, individualization, restorative, belief, and developer and my top five themes strategic, belief, self-assurance, ideation, and futuristic and if you want descriptions of each of those individually you can always look on Google, just type in Clifton Strengths themes, and you can find a list of all 34 pretty easily and explain them all. Uh, maybe in future episodes, if we go into them, we might be able to explain each of them a little bit more. But on a basic level, the theme itself is somewhat self explanatory in the sense that the word does relate to the strength. But the key thing to remember, even as we're talking about these themes, is that there's many different layers and nuances to each individual theme. So even for Kendra, for example, you have empathy. Everyone who has empathy doesn't act out that theme in the same way. They live it out differently in different ways. They might have emphasized different things. And plus, every theme is combined with with each other. So your top five themes work together, for example. So it's very hard to draw a line between where your empathy starts and where your individualization starts and those kind of things. I like to use the picture of your top five themes or kind of uh, if you had five drops of paint on a paper and then you swirled your brush through them, you'd still see each individual color, but you'd see all the colors kind of mixing a bit too, right? And mm. so they kind of do have distinctiveness, but also they, they mix together. And as we're talking about that as well, the reason why this tool is a lot of, it's pretty powerful is that there's like a one in 33 million chance that you'll find anyone with the exact same top five Clifton Strengths themes in the exact same order as you. So there's just so much potential for in depth personal nuance and, and, and analysis around the Clifton Strengths tool. So, yeah, that was kind of just a brief introduction to Clifton Strengths itself. So, the best of us exercise is the one that. I was talking about earlier, and really what it is, it's four statements that I have people work through, and they fill it out by trying to tie it together with their Clifton Strengths themes. Now, there's the, the statements are, you get the best of me when, you get the worst of me when, you can count on me too, and this is what I need from you. And as I said earlier, very powerful statements. If you were able to answer those, it would be helpful even if you hadn't taken Clifton Strengths. but I encourage people to try to tie it together with their top five themes. When I do this in workshops, I don't ask people to come up with one statement for each theme within each statement because that would just take too long rather i have them kind of come up uh, one or two personalized statements based on their themes for each of those questions each of those statements that's in there so that's what we're going to try to do here a little bit just kind of share a little bit of that and maybe that provides some value to the listeners and then we're going to talk about how that affects us really in our family in our home and how it helps we're not going to be filtering it through a leadership business leadership perspective but rather how it helps in in our family so that's the plan So how about we start off, Kendra, with uh, both of us looking at the you get the best of me when statement and seeing what we can come up with for that. Sounds good. So how about you start us off, Kendra? What do you think of your top five themes and you get the best of me when What comes to mind, especially in regards to our family?
1: I have thought a lot in the last year or two since we've been focusing more on StrengthsFinder stuff that my strengths take time to figure out when I'm using empathy and even just uh, individualization when I'm considering things from each individual's perspective and trying to understand the people around me or even figuring out what i believe about something i'm a slow processor i can't do that quickly and so it just takes time i feel like you get the best of me when i have time to process and think through everything consider other people's feelings consider my own feelings and and just take time to let stuff rise to the surface i guess because i'm in my head a lot as an introvert and just thinking deeply about stuff i don't do it quickly i'm not good in emergency situations where I need to make fast decisions. And so the best of me comes out when I've had time to process everything through my different strengths.
0: And which strengths are you specifically thinking of? All five kind of in the back of your mind? Or is there one or two that kind of really relate to what you just shared?
1: I think all of them take me time. Like, because it's how I think about things, maybe even when I make decisions quickly, I'm probably still using all those different filters but just to come up with my best ideas my best responses to people I just use all of them better when I'm going
0: slower it's interesting when you talk about that because if I would answer that question and just in regards to how you share things I think for me I can get the best of me in regards to our family when we need to have a quick decision made in <laughs> some way <laughs> And so we kind of, I guess in some ways we complement each other that way because I've got strategic and belief and self-assurance and self-assurance is all about kind of just being confident and moving forward and figuring out, you know, yeah, we'll be okay and we're going to solve this and it's going to be all good. And so I think there's times where where that helps us and providing the best of me into our relationship. But then there's other times where we need to have that more thoughtful response. And that's where I think you shine through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You get the worst of me when. What do you think of when you hear that statement? That's the second statement in this exercise in regards to your themes.
1: I'm reading a really good book right now called Try Softer. I think the author's name is Andi Kohler or something. I'm not totally sure how to pronounce her last name. But she writes a lot about the window of tolerance. And basically that means that when we feel safe and happy and relaxed and fulfilled and At peace, we're able to use all of our gifts and abilities a lot better and we're able to think more clearly and come up with more creative ideas, but when someone is outside of their window of tolerance, they are living with a lot of stress and... Just too much emotional response to everything that's going on in it. It's driving them to a place of extreme discomfort. And for someone who has spent a lot of time living outside of their window of tolerance, they become so used to being there that it's hard for them to calm down enough to get back to a place of being able to make good decisions and thinking clearly. And so I would say you get the worst of me when I'm outside of my window of tolerance and my strengths can go out of balance when I'm getting too wrapped up in other people's feelings and ignoring my own, when my emotions are too heightened and they're keeping me from thinking clearly. I can't figure out how I want to respond in a situation because it's just hard to access what my true beliefs are or how I want to move forward in a situation when I've let myself get to a really frazzled point. There are lots of things that can do that. If our schedule is really crazy, I will start acting very imbalanced. If the house is a mess and everybody is super loud and I'm just feeling very overstimulated, I'm not going to respond with empathy or be able to use my strengths in the best way because I'm just... Trying to survive rather than being able to operate out of a balanced place and inside my window of
0: tolerance. Right. I think for me, when I think of from a family context, when you get the worst of me, and by the way, this is a good opportunity to remind everyone listening that when we look at our Cliff and strengths or really any assessment disc, Myers-Briggs, whatever the case is, they help us to explain behavior, but not to excuse behavior. Mm, that's good. And so I'm not saying, you know, when I share, you know, the worst of me, that that's just us, just the way I am. And so just get used to it, dear. And uh, (laughs) I'm not going to change, right? But it just helps to explain it. And that explanation can help both of us, really, right? Because it helps you understand me, helps me to understand myself, but also how we can work better towards solving that, right? So even if you share what you were sharing, it helps explain it, not to excuse it. Right. And then we can figure out, you know, how to work towards not necessarily solving that, because it's not necessarily something needs to be solved, but but learning to, you know, have our family grow in a way that takes that into account and that doesn't get us into that worst of me situation, right? Right. Yeah. So I think for me, like when I think of the worst of me, I I have some themes that are all about moving forward into the future, like, three of my top five themes uh, strategic ideation and futuristic kind of all about what the future is what the path forward is what can look like and so then I get very bad at focusing on the now with our kids sometimes and then I get frustrated really easily and and that can be something that gets in the way when I'm trying to play the role as a good father and husband so I think that would be what comes to mind for me this is interesting because I haven't thought of these questions really in light of my role in the family so this mm-hmm. is interesting for me I'm learning things <laughs> Processing things. That's good. So much fun. <laughs> the next statement, you can count on me too.
1: I think you should go first. It's your turn. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, well, I wasn't ready to go first, but that's okay. I
1: wasn't either. So that's why I jumped on that.
0: Well, I think that, so like, and we both have belief in our top five when I think of my belief I think there's the way that it works for me and in, in the statement of you can count on to me too like I usually have a pretty clear idea as to like what the right thing to do is or whatever mm-hmm. what the best thing to do is so like when we are trying to figure out you know what the right thing is to choose to do as a family or the how do we handle different people and from outside of our family and, and how do we interact with, with them like I usually have a pretty good idea It doesn't mean that we always do that or that that I'm perfect in that way but I think you can count on me to provide that kind of foundational basis of what is right It feels weird saying that but when you know i'm on the spot and i'm thinking of situations in our family i think that is a part of that hmm. i would say so well that's good i guess <laughs> you can affirm that <laughs> i mean every one of these like that can be taken too far too right where yeah you can get in the way but or i could be wrong about what i think is right and yeah and i think that can sometimes cause challenges too if i'm if i'm pretty confident in what is right and then Olson is like oh that wasn't right but i was really firm about that
1: but even as you say, like, you'll be confident in what you think is right, I think I can also count on you to continually be reevaluating. It's not like you're one of those people right. who's like, I decided what was right 15 years ago and I don't change my mind. Like, you're mm. always reevaluating, and you're always learning and growing. And so I can count on you not to stay stuck in right. something and to change if it becomes clear that yeah. you weren't right about something. So yeah. I think those are important things.
0: Too. In general, I don't necessarily think I'm a stubborn person. There's no. times where I can be stubborn, and I think of times in my past where that has come up. But I think it's more maybe that belief side of things, is just wanting to know what is the right thing. And so that's maybe where some mm-hmm. of that being open to, oh, is this right? Maybe I should be exploring this further to find out how right it is, right? Like, yeah. And maybe that's where some of that's coming from. Yeah. How about for you? You can count on me to.
1: Well, just recently we were having. A conversation about how we were going to handle a situation that we weren't quite sure what to do with. Something involving people outside of our home and we had to figure out what our family response was going to be to it. And I was quite upset and worked up about the situation. I would prefer not having to deal with it because I love harmony and I love when everyone is happy and at peace and I was very much not at peace about the situation and I remember in the midst of my heated remarks, not to you, I was just upset about the situation Mm -hmm. in general and I remember coming out of my mouth, I think I said something like, I know I'm really upset right now but you can count on me to be kind and do the right thing even though I really, really don't want to. Mm. And I didn't think about it again until now. And I don't know how to sum up what you can count on me to do, I think you can count on me for lots of things, I'm a very reliable person, but I think that when I look at my themes, I would say you can count on me to eventually find my way back, even even in difficult situations or where there is conflict and disagreement, you can count on the fact that I will find my way back to empathy. And my, my beliefs will just make me keep wrestling with something until I can find a way to respond with kindness and peace within myself.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think that that exact situation you were sharing about, you've described it really well because that, that is something that you've shown over the years that it's not like you are opposed to doing things. It's just sometimes it's, you need to just let the emotional side of it be released a little bit or flow out or whatever the right word is. And and then you are able to move forward in those situations.
1: Which kind of leads to the next statement. This is what I need from you. And I was thinking about this too, in light of that conversation, what I needed was you to just listen and hear the intense emotion that I had, the frustration that I had. And I think I knew the whole time we were talking about what we were going to do i think we probably both knew what we were going to end up deciding but it was still really really important for me to be able to express all that stuff inside me and not hold it in and just be able to get it out and it's not just that i need you to hear me i need you to forget
0: <laughs> <laughs> some of
1: the things that i say because in the heat of the moment like it just it really feels a lot better if i can If I can release that frustration. And I mean, it's Myers-Briggs language to talk about introverted and extroverted feeling. But everybody leans one way or the other. Some people want to hold their feelings inside and leave them alone and not talk about them. But I'm very much an extroverted feeler. I don't even know what I'm feeling unless I've talked about it. And so I, over the years, have really, really valued the fact that you're very forgiving and continue to love me even though sometimes I just need to get stuff off my chest that probably isn't very much fun to sit around listening to but it's healing for me when I can get those strong feelings out of me and Mm. I am starting to journal more too so it doesn't all fall on you that I can get that out of my body without always having to Mm -hmm. make you hear it but I really do appreciate it when you stick around for the processing part and then let it go Mm. like chaff that the wind blows away that's a bible verse right i'm pretty sure probably i think it says that i often think about chaff yeah strong wind
0: (laughs) (laughs) well as you're sharing i think you know i I hear some of your empathy shining through in that but also some restorative you haven't mentioned restorative much in our conversation today but that's there a little bit too and and wanting to solve it and and fix it and
1: fix it everything fixed yeah yeah neat and tidy
0: yeah and sometimes when the situation is hard or impossible to fix, then it can cause some angst. Yep. Yeah, no, it's good. When I think of this one, and the the theme that popped into my head for me was also self-assurance. And self-assurance, even, it's an interesting one, and this is probably just how it lives itself out in in me, as opposed to some other people who have self-assurance. Self-assurance is actually one of the rarest themes, so I don't get to talk with very many people who have self-assurance and hear their side of things. But for me, when it relates to my business, and I know this isn't about my business, this podcast, but that is our family, I mean, my right. business is a major part of that because I work out of the house and like it. you know, if the family wasn't supporting, helping and being a part of this all, it wouldn't work very well. But, and I think back to two and a half years ago or so when the business launched and, or a little bit before that, I think that three three years ago or three and a half years ago, you wouldn't have been ready for me to launch a business on my own. But there was something that changed in the midst of that time period when we were getting ready to launch the business where you had more peace about it or you're more willing to, I guess... Know, take
1: a leap of faith
0: take a leap of faith trust me trust god whatever you know like combination both in regards to what was going to be happening and so self-assurance even though it has this aspect of like yeah i i'm in control of my own destiny it also includes for me a very big piece of i want you and my family but to trust that i will be able to be in control of my own destiny or our destiny right like with right. launching a business yeah and so that self-assurance, I think, is kind of fed or watered by that mm-hmm. willingness to be okay with that. Not that you always need to be okay with everything all the time, but, yeah, that's kind of the, what, what I was thinking. Hmm. If, or it's to self-assurance, and this is what I need from you. And what I think you, you've given other times, too, not just, like, it's not like before three years ago you were like, never... <laughs>
1: just unsupportive wife every opportunity you've been
0: supportive in many different situations (laughs) right whether it was going for my master's degree or like all the different times when I let my strategic ideation and futuristic and self-assurance all combine together to like put me on a path that is a strange one sometimes (laughs) which has happened a few times
1: yeah it's I mean my life has not been boring because I married you
0: (laughs) I'll take that as a compliment
1: that yeah it absolutely is because i like everything very predictable and don't like change except i get myself backed into a very boring corner and even though it's what i wanted it to be i think i wanted it to be predictable and controllable i realize that is actually just boring so you stretch me out of my comfort zone and i think it really is more the life that i actually want
0: thank you (laughs) so before we wrap things up uh, for our recording here today what do you think is one thing that you hope people listening would take from our conversation today what comes to mind I can answer that first I know that's a surprise question like all of our other questions
1: (laughs) I just said that's the life I want unpredictable Unpredictable (laughs) questions yeah how about you go first
0: yeah, it's a surprise for me too, uh, this question, <laughs> because I came up with it on the fly. But I think it's a good one because uh, we're thinking of you listeners who are tuning in that we want there to be value for you to take from this. And I think for me, there's two things that come to mind. One is whether you've taken the Clifton Strengths assessment or not, is to take a strengths-based approach to your relationships, your family, your, if, you're, if you have a partner or spouse, to take a strengths-based approach. And you know, even if you just jot down the five things that you think you're family members are amazing at or something like that that will reframe the value that there is in the person that you have a relationship with. And I think so that's one takeaway. But the second one is that, uh, and I encourage people actually in some of my business leadership discussions is to have some conversations about this kind of stuff together and use this framework if you want and go out for a nice dinner and have a good conversation and see if you can fill this out in a way that helps grow your your family, grow your relationship. That's kind of two things. What do you think?
1: I think that maybe the most important thing I see coming out of this is how much grace each of us needs in whatever relationship we're in. But I mean, we're kind of talking about marriage and family. We need a lot of grace and we need to remember that we swing back and forth. Like sometimes you get the best of me and sometimes you get the worst of me. And to feel like there's room for sharing the ugly parts of us and to know that you remember that there are lots of good parts to me, even when I'm at my worst. I know you, you often say to me, we can never be too gracious. And I think it just, it is really important to remember that all of us have such beautiful, good parts of us, but we also have a lot of nastiness. And we're all trying to figure out how to work that out. And hopefully produce more of the good than the bad and I'm thankful that you are very kind and loving and understanding and so lots of grace for everyone is good.
0: Well and what popped into mind as you shared that that our goals should be to try to set an environment in our situation where I try to make sure that I'm providing the opportunities to get the best of you you know what I mean right like giving you those opportunities and trying to not give the opportunities where it's getting the worst of you right so I need to be aware of those things so I can be very conscious and be like my actions should be different better understanding of what it means to get the best of you right and that would hopefully mean that I'm not having actions that get the worst of you (laughs) you know
1: right like setting ourselves up for success
0: right right and and I think that it rests on each of us right so if if I can take that approach and you can take that approach it's it's a beautiful relationship (laughs) So as we wrap up this episode of Stronger at Home podcast, this was episode one of that podcast. This time we are going to try to have more than one episode as we move (laughs) forward. If you have listened this far and have found value in this, please drop us a note or a comment or a message. You can get in touch with us through Facebook or Instagram. If you are connected with me on LinkedIn, you can uh, send me a message there and let us know what you thought because we want this to be something that is valuable for people listening and if you have an idea of things you'd like us to talk about let us know that as well and we can dig into some of that as well moving forward i think we have some interesting stuff we can talk about with clifton's strengths and how it affects our family and our relationship but Kendra's very passionate about myers-briggs and so even talking about some myers-briggs stuff in there we could even do a Clifton Strengths Myers Brig comparison of some sort. Mm-hmm. Lots of potential options, so stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for anything that comes to mind that you wanted to find out more about, like the author that Kendra mentioned earlier. We'll try to have that info in the show notes as well. And Clifton Strengths material as well will be in uh, the show notes as well. And um, lots of other goodies, maybe. You should just check them out and see what kind of goodies are in there.
1: I'm going to check it out. I'm curious what kind of goodies are going to be in there.
0: It's going to be good. Good goodies.
1: (laughs) Very surprising ones.
0: Very surprising goodies. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Ben and Kendra signing off. Bye for now.